and today I want to talk about accepting that your autism self-diagnosis is valid and just accepting that you're autistic and showing more compassion for yourself. And so something I've noticed is that when somebody self-diagnoses autistic, people are like, well, you can't self-diagnose as autistic because that's a very complex disorder and you really need a professional to diagnose you and to make sure that like you don't actually have something else, right? I disagree with that because I feel like if you have the DSM-5 criteria, which is free knowledge that anybody can look up, right? If you have the criteria and you know yourself, you can compare yourself and your experiences to, to the criteria. And if you think that you meet the criteria, why do you need a professional to tell you that, yes, you are actually right, you know? But so something that helps me feel more comfortable in my self-diagnosis is that I've been thinking about this for almost four years. It will be four years coming up soon. A neurotypical, you know, holistic person, maybe they'll see a TikTok about autism and be like, hmm, am I autistic? Maybe they'll think about it for a week, two weeks, you know. After you start getting past three months, a year, two years, three years, almost four years, like, that's not really normal, you know, to continuously be thinking about this and have it be consuming your mind so much, you know, and then it almost becomes an obsession. And that's like, also, it can be a symptom of autism, like just being really obsessed with something and not being able to let it go, you know? So if you have like this obsession about like, oh my God, do I have autism or not? And like, you keep doing all this research about it, you know, and it's been years, like at this point, it's safe to say that you're autistic and you should just accept that your autism self-diagnosis is valid and to stop seeking outside validation. One of the reasons I wanted to get a professional diagnosis was because some people online, like if I make TikToks and I use that autism hashtag, like I don't say in my videos like, oh, this is an autistic experience and I'm doing this because of my autism, you know. I just kind of say what happened and then in the hashtags, I will say like hashtag autistic, you know. That's just to get my video to be in the target audience because I know that it's an autistic experience, so I want people that are going to relate to my video to see my video. And so then, with this one video that I made, people are saying, oh, is this another self-diagnosed autism page? And I was like, this isn't an autism page. It's a page about me and my life. You know, like, I don't even know. Like, I just don't like when I post certain things and then people, like, accuse me of having a specific account. Because I like to just talk about what I want to talk about. Like, sometimes on TikTok someone was like why are you you make the gym your whole personality like if I post a few gym videos and then if I post a few autism videos it's like well now I have an autism account and then if I post about crochet and then I stop posting about crochet someone's like why aren't you talking about crochet anymore you know I just don't like being put into a box but anyways yeah so I kind of wanted to get the diagnosis just so people wouldn't call me a self-diagnosed autism page but then at the end of the day I realized like say I had a professional diagnosis, people are still going to accuse me of self-diagnosing, you know? And I follow some people on TikTok who are professionally diagnosed and people accuse them of faking and they make Reddit groups about them. So even if you have a professional diagnosis, people are still going to think you're faking and they're going to call you a liar and an, an attention seeker, whatever. You know, I posted this video yesterday saying like, when your safe food turns into your hate food and you're, you can't eat it anymore and now you, you're going to be late for work because you have to quickly make something else. And it was like with the audio that's like, no, don't do this to me. And I, and I just said hashtag autistic, you know. Some people when they make videos, they'll be like, 
oh, I'm autistic and that's why I blah, blah, blah. You know, I never like explicitly say that in the videos, like I said before, but I just do it in the tags. But then so sometimes people will ask me like, why did you use the autism hashtag? And so then that happened yesterday and I was like, cause it's an autistic experience. And they were like, how so? And so I thought they were just curious, you know? So I try to explain to them, I'm like, well, you know, some autistic people have um, safe foods where they will eat the same thing every day. And then sometimes then you get sick of it. So then you have to get a different safe food to eat. And I think I said something about sensory issues. Um, or no, then they said that's not in the DSM-5 criteria. And I was like, yeah, that specific thing isn't in the criteria. But I was like, well, sensory issues are in the criteria. And like sensory issues affect food. You know, you only want to, you can't eat certain foods, you know, because of sensory issues. And then I said like, it also has to do with like wanting sameness, I guess. So eating the same thing every day and then until you get sick of it, right? And then they said that that wasn't true. And then they ended up saying that I, they were like, I'm just sick of these self people on the internet pretending to have autism like you. So then I just blocked them. Honestly, looking at their account, like they looked like they might've been autistic, you know? That's why like when some of these people, they tell you that you're faking, like a lot of them probably literally have autism and they're, they either like, and so that's why they're mad because she literally said, she's like, well, a lot of people have sensory issues to some degree. Yeah, no shit. I, that's why I said back to her. I was like, like, I'm clearly talking about people who have sensory issues that impact their life, you know? And I'm, I don't even know for sure if that's in the DSM-5 criteria. I think it is sensory issues, you know? That's in, like, a big part of autism. And then she's like, that is not just about autism. That's why, like, when people start saying things like, well, everyone's autistic. Everyone does that. Yeah, that's because you're autistic too, girl. So just stop. Whatever, I, bl I blocked her because I can't argue with these people. And so then I don't know if she even saw my videos about why I self diagnosed because I made some videos like literally outing myself that I self-diagnosed, right? But that's because I want to be honest and, you know, I want other women that think they might have autism to know that I self-diagnosed, you know? I don't want to lie to people, which is like an autistic thing to not like lying, you know, and to wanting to be honest. But anyways, like, I had told my mom what happened with this girl, and she's like, oh, well, maybe you should get a professional diagnosis then so people can't say these things to you. But then I just said again to her, like, even if I had professional diagnosis, like, she still probably would have said that. And I saw this TikTok video of this girl who was professionally diagnosed, and then somebody stitched her video and was like, this girl, let me tell you right now, she is not autistic. Yes, she has a professional diagnosis, but... She's not actually autistic and it is so easy to get one. And it's just like, so it, even if you have a professional diagnosis, people are still going to invalidate you left and right. So you're just going to have to find a way to accept that invalidation, I guess. And you're just going to have to stand firm in your beliefs that you're autistic and just be more compassionate towards yourself because of it, right? Because a lot of times people are ableist and they might say to you like, well, you're just using this as an excuse, you know, if you try to explain your behavior. And, like, that type of stuff would sometimes happen to me, you know, with ADHD and, like, dyslexia-type problems, like, where people excuse me, um, accuse me of using these things as an excuse. But, like, and that just never really made sense to me. Like, what is the point of having these diagnoses if you can't use it as an excuse for your behavior? You know, like, 
if you're neurotypical, you don't understand. You, like, you have to be able to use it as... There has to be times for you to be able to use it as an excuse. Otherwise, then people are just treating you like you're neurotypical. You know, that's what it just always makes me mad. Like, and my mom was saying, like, with this specific type of autism that I guess I'm talking about, you know, I'm not necessarily like the stereotype and I can mask and sort of blend in with society, even though I don't even really think that's true because I think that people do think badly of me but they just don't know why. But so she was saying that it's kind of like an invisible disability because my brother, for example, he doesn't really mask and he talks to himself out in public and he like just repeats things to himself and like he makes more body movements and all that. Like if you were to see him, it's more obvious that he's autistic where if you saw me, you maybe wouldn't think that. You probably would think that I was rude aloof you know kind of just in my own world shy quirky I guess weirdo loser <laughs> but you wouldn't just you wouldn't go to autistic right and so this is my next point like if people say certain things to you like oh I've never met anyone like you before that's like the signal of like you're autistic but I and I just don't know it yet, you know? Like, so if I had four boyfriends, the first one, like, was in high school. I feel like didn't really count. But anyways, the next three, like, they all would say, like, they've never met anyone like me before. Like, I'm so different from other girls, you know? And, like, people get mad when you say I'm not like other girls. But I feel like when I say I'm not like other girls, like, it's not putting other girls down. Like, I say it in a way that, like, I'm not like other girls, like, you guys are all better than me and I'm worse than you and you know I'm not doing it in like a pick me like I don't like I think it becomes a pick me if when you say like I'm not like other girls I don't like pink and I don't like to get my nails done and I don't like to do makeup and I like hanging out with guys and drinking beer and watching sports kind of thing you know I don't like hanging out with guys either right like I like hanging out with um neurodivergent girls I get um, I get better along with neurodivergent girls. I don't really get along with guys unless they're neurodivergent, you know, or they're gay. And I feel like most of the times gay people are neurodivergent, so it's just easier to get to get along with them. I'm straight, but I had um, my one friend who is lesbian. She's the one that was diagnosed with autism two years ago. So I was friends with her in high school, and then we were friends with um this gay guy he also is neurodivergent he's ADHD I don't think he has autism but I don't know and then our other friend but so I'm getting more comfortable with myself and accepting myself as I am but like in the past I've always wanted to be popular and I guess I was trying hard to be something I'm not and I guess kind of like masking you know so like growing up you know and in high school like I feel like we can tell who's neurodivergent and who's not you know so sometimes I would see these people and, you know, I did, I guess I didn't have, really have the word for it, but I would just see these girls and I just felt like they were kind of weirdos and losers, you know, no offense. And so, like, I didn't want to be friends with them because I'm trying to be cool and I'm trying to be popular, you know? And so, which obviously never happened. So I've always only had, like, had, like, one or two friends at least. And then they usually end up being neurodivergent, but, like, without us really knowing because a lot of times they get diagnosed later in life right but so in high school there was this one guy who 
he was sort of friends with my one friend and then like I kind of um was judgmental of him and I kind of thought that he was a weirdo you know but so I've had the opportunity of meeting him you know like a month ago and hanging out with him um he's gay also so I'm not hanging out with a straight man just you guys know but anyways um so we're hanging out and you know he's still a little bit weird but like weird in a good way right and so I'm just trying to say, like, I had thought badly of him in high school, and I didn't want to be associated with him. But then when I hung out with him again, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this person is like me, right? And it's like, like, yeah, they're a little bit weird, but they're, like, weird how, like, I'm weird, you know? But then they also are, like, cool, you know? And so when you get more... So just notice, like, if you had felt, like, growing up where you kind of were judging other people who probably were autistic and you just didn't realize, you know. But then the more you get more comfortable with yourself, the more you can start to accept other people. And so he also was telling me how, because he follows me on Instagram. So he's like, oh, I like seeing like your like autism posts. Like sometimes because I would make posts and then just do like the autism hashtags, you know, about certain neurodivergent experiences. And so he told me that he also thought that he was autistic, you know. I hope he doesn't watch this video because I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, okay? I'm just trying to say, like, how I, I, the people that used to be judgmental of, I'm no longer judgmental of them because now I've kind of realized that I'm also autistic and I have kind of try, um, stopped trying to mask and to be a cool girl and to become popular, you know? Like, in college, I wanted to get into a sorority. I didn't get into it. Then I transferred schools to try again. Try again at being cool and popular because it was my only hope at becoming cool. And then I didn't get in again. I got into the worst one. So then I just joined the worst one because um, when I did the rush, like the one girl I talked to seems she was like, I felt like she was a cool girl. So I was like, I'll join it for her. And then she ended up being my big. And I made some friends in it. Like I got two friends out of it, right? So... You know, I guess it's kind of hard for me to get along with people sometimes. So, like, I didn't have, um, I wasn't really friends with everyone because I don't think that many people liked me. And also, I was, at that time, I was, like, only being friends with people that smoked. So, I just wasn't being friends with some of these people. And it's just, whatever, hard for me to break friends, whatever. But so, part of the reason it was kind of hard for me to want to accept my autism self-diagnosis is because I'm like, well, either I can accept that I will never be cool... Or I can continue to keep trying to be cool and maybe I one day will become cool, you know? And so then I just had to realize that that's just not going to happen. You know, whatever. I'm cool in my own way. Like, I have hobbies. I paint. I crochet. I go to the gym, you know? I do activities that make me cool in a way. You know, I do, like, hobbies that I consider to be cool. But I guess, like, my essence isn't really, like popular girl essence <laughs> you know what I'm saying and so then I just had to accept that about myself and I just have to accept that like it's okay to be weird and it's not even being weird it's just being autistic you know and I guess just embracing being a loser and trying not to be popular and just embracing standing out and not trying so hard to fit in you know I talked about this in my other video but like the quote you couldn't fit in even if you tried you know and I really resonated with that because all of my life I've tried hard to fit in, to be cool, and to be popular. And I was never successful. And, you know, 
after my experience, like, with the sorority, like, I realized to myself, like, if I had got into the best sorority, like, I probably wouldn't even have been happy because I probably wouldn't even have gotten along with those girls and I probably wouldn't even have liked them, you know? And then being around then those frat guys, like, I probably wouldn't have liked them either, you know, because I guess I just don't really get along with neurotypicals and then the popular people usually are the neurotypicals, you know? And, like, sometimes on TikTok, I look and compare myself to other creators, like, popular creators that have a lot of followers, and then they just seem to have a really good life, and I compare my content to theirs. But you can't compare yourself to other people, because how you live your life is not going to be the same as an holistic, and you just have to accept that, and it has to be okay. And just because you are not doing the same thing, as holistic popular people doesn't mean that you're bad and you're still lovable and it is okay to just be who you are and accept yourself because that's the only way that you're going to be happy accepting yourself you know the more you try to fit in the less and less happy you will become because then you're going to lose yourself and then all of a sudden you're not going to know who you are you know and a lot of there's like a symptom of autism actually having like no sense of self you know, and I don't know, does that be, is that part of the reason, like, does that come from masking so much and trying to be other people that you just lose yourself, or you just always don't really have sense of self? Because I feel like my older brother doesn't really mask, and he kind of does his own thing, and he, my mom thinks that he's more happy with life because his IQ is lower than mine is, so, like, he... I guess isn't really that aware of things the way that I'm aware of things and like I mean he gets upset about things like he used to really be obsessed with wanting to get a girlfriend and that would really upset him how he didn't have a girlfriend and he would try hard to talk to girls in high school like the popular pretty girls you know and obviously they didn't really want anything to do with him so like he's had his struggles you know but at the end of the day I feel like he loves himself Whereas I don't really, I'm trying to, I'm getting better at accepting myself. But you know, in high school, I really hated myself, you know, but um, now I'm getting better. I'm doing my best. But um, because like the smarter you are, the more aware you are of how you are different and how you don't fit in. And then you just compare yourself to other people. So I wanna stop comparing myself to people and that's why I try not to look at other people's content online. And I try to just focus on myself. Because when I focus on myself and post what I want to post, I'm happy. But then when I start looking at other people, then I start to feel bad about myself. So that's, like, I don't want to, like, not be able to look at things. But, like, I don't know. I guess it's just for the best that I don't look at things. So, like, for me, I really didn't want to be viewed as a weirdo and a loser, you know. But then I tend to like the people that are weird, you know, because they're interesting. So, like, it doesn't really even make sense. Like, I don't like certain things about myself, but then when I see them in other people, I then like them. And, like, I don't want to consider myself a weirdo and a loser, you know. I think those are just words that I tell myself because I didn't know that I was autistic and I didn't have a word for it. So it's like, I could either just stop calling myself a weirdo loser and just say that I'm autistic, or I can have those words be neutral terms and not have negative connotations, you know? For example, with the word disabled, like, 
I kind of feel like that has negative connotations when some people say, like, disabled isn't a bad word, you know. I don't really like to consider myself disabled because it makes me feel like I can't do anything and, you know, kind of like all or nothing. Like, I do consider myself to have a learning disability when things come up because of my dyslexia. But, like, I guess I wasn't really considering autism as a disability, even though it really does affect me in certain ways. And it's kind of has been causing me some problems at work. But anyways, you know how, like, that's a term where people say that it's it's not really necessarily a bad term. You know, you can say the same thing about, like, being weird. Like, that's not necessarily bad. It's only bad if you think that it's bad. And then being a loser... I mean... I guess that is bad. That's I can't. How can you mix that up? So yeah, I've been trying to tell myself I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. So I talked about this in my other video, but I posted this video where I used the audio that's like, "What the f are you doing?" And I said like, "I'm sorry, but there's no reason that my dad needs to be cooking at the same time as me when I have work soon and he doesn't." And I just don't. It was supposed to be a joke. But, like, I don't like when people are in the kitchen when I'm cooking because it's really sensory overload for me. And I like to dance and stuff. And I kind of use that opportunity to, to cook while also, like, stimming because I'll be, like, dancing and jumping up and down and stuff. So he was just interfering with my routine, okay? So I just put in the tags, hashtag autistic, whatever. And so then I guess it became known that I was autistic, you know? And so people were attacking me, whatever, saying I need to move out of my house. Then someone commented, oh, I relate to your video too, as someone with autism. Then somebody says, oh, it makes sense that this girl is autistic. And that's why she's grown living with her parents. I was worried that she was a loser, you know? So then that was just kind of like somebody equating being a loser with actually being autistic, you know? And so I don't know if she meant that comment as an insult, but I made a video, screenshot of what she said with the audio that's like, I actually admire hearing that because she, in a way, she validated me and my autistic struggles as an autistic adult, you know, and how life is harder for me, you know, and for you as well, you know. So anyways, it was just an example of somebody. It's like if they don't know you're autistic, you're a loser. But then when you're autistic, then you're all of a sudden you're not a loser anymore and you're just autistic, you know. And I feel like that's why it's good to know that you're autistic, because then you can have more compassion for yourself. You know, and that's what I'm trying to do now is have more compassion for myself. Because one of the reasons, like, I keep going, when I was going back and forth with my mom, like, do I have autism or not? You know, I said to her, like, I just need to know if I do or not because then I can be nicer to myself. Because I cannot be nicer to myself until I know for sure. Because then it's kind of like what I was saying before, like, I either am autistic and that's okay and I can accept myself. Or I'm not autistic and I need to keep trying and I need to do better and I need to improve myself you know and I don't even know you know what I'm saying like so when you know that you're autistic and when you start to accept your self-diagnosis that's when you can start accommodating yourself and being more compassionate towards yourself and that's why I think it's really important to accept your autism self-diagnosis but things that are I'm doing to accommodate myself more is I've been wearing these loops earplugs you know I don't force myself to wear uncomfortable clothes I only have clothes that are comfortable to for me. I use the fidget toys. I just like, when I make mistakes, I'm more compassionate towards myself. You know, when I don't know certain things, I'm more compassionate towards myself. I got in trouble at work a few times for being rude to customers. I'm putting it in quotes because I didn't mean to be rude and I didn't intend to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. 
but unfortunately I did and it was the the reasons were just not valid at all they said I rolled my eyes at them because I looked down at the table and then I looked up like sometimes if I like look away or something like that or like break eye contact people think I'm rolling my eyes at them it's just like little things like that when you upset somebody somehow but like you didn't mean to and you had good intentions you know you can explain yourself to somebody whatever you know but like don't beat yourself up for those things because it's not even your fault my manager said I have to be more conscious of what my behavior but like every situation is different and then something came up like another time like something else where a customer said that I was rude and it's just like not valid reasons like I would never be mean to customer on purpose because they're literally paying me they're tipping me I want them to give me their money why would I be rude to them on purpose like, it doesn't even make sense you know I'm going to work to make money so why would I do something to make a customer not want to give me money like that doesn't make any sense but anyways that happens a few times you know sometimes I'll laugh a little bit not because I think something's funny but because I sometimes when I get nervous I have a nervous laugh so my table the other day they ordered a salmon but they said they wanted it undercooked like raw I laughed a little bit and then he's like, why are you laughing? And then I was just like, I'm not laughing. And I was like, I'm not laughing. You know, I'm like, oh shit. Like, I didn't mean to do that. And then it ended up being fine. And he didn't really seem to care. The reason I laughed is because I got nervous because I started thinking to myself like, oh my God, I never had this request before. I hope the salmon comes out good. Like he likes it because I don't want him to get upset if he doesn't like his food. And then I have, they have to remake it and all this thing. Like I was just getting worried that he was going to be upset with his eating experience because he wanted his salmon to be undercooked or whatever. So then I accidentally nervous laughed at him. Um, it ended up being fine, but like sometimes when I nervous laugh at people, like they get upset and they think that I'm laughing at them and they think that I'm being rude and then it becomes a whole big thing. But luckily that didn't happen. But just like in situations like that, just have more compassion for yourself instead of being like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? And just think, oh, I did this because I'm autistic, you know? And just have compassion for yourself. And, you know, it really helps you to look back at your past experiences. Like, I touched on this in my other videos. But, like, certain sexual experiences, I think to, I can think to myself, like, how did I even get myself in this sexual situation? And how can I even explain myself? And I just feel shame about this. And, like, what the F is wrong with me? But then when I view the situation from an autistic lens, like, it makes more sense that I just didn't know what to do and I just didn't understand how things worked you know and it just helps me to have more compassion for myself and even with other situations with friends you know there's just lots of things like when you're autistic and it's just like where you just think like how can I even explain myself you know in my behavior and you just kind of feel bad about yourself for whatever it is but then when you because at the time you didn't know you were autistic but now that you know you're autistic when you look back at these experiences you can feel more compassion for yourself because you just didn't know any better you know hopefully now i mean i guess it depends what it is like maybe you can learn from it and you can know better and not do whatever it isn't that thing anymore but like since situations are situational and they're always different it's hard to plan for everything so you you can never have you're never going to have perfect experiences but you just have to be more compassionate towards yourself Another good way to feel confident in your self-diagnosis is, like, if you just had experiences growing up of getting bullied, you know, usually autistics are more likely to get bullied, and if you're bullied by teachers, you know, as well. So, I wouldn't say I was relentlessly bullied, like, some people are, you know, 
And I didn't really even consider myself to get bullied. I was just kind of the person that was like mute in school. I talked about this in my other video, how I had selective mutism. And then I didn't really start talking to people, you know, until like senior year of high school. But anyways, I was just kind of like the quiet kid in class. And like, I wasn't really bullied. Like there would be times where people would make fun of me, but it wasn't like relentless and I wasn't like oh my god I'm so scared to go to school because people are gonna be mean to me like it wasn't anything like that but I remember this one experience in fifth grade and so I only had one friend in the class since I've only usually had like one or two friends you know and so my teacher decides she's gonna ask the whole class like I remember this vividly like we're not even in the classroom we're like in the hallway because you know when you leave the classroom to go somewhere else you know with the class we're in the like stairway we're in the stairway and then my teacher decides to ask everyone who thinks grace is weird or does everyone think grace is weird like something like that like who thinks grace is weird and then everybody says yes and it was so embarrassing because I only had one friend in the class and it was just so awkward and like that's just kind of in a in a way of the teacher <laughs> I feel like saying who who's aware of that grace is autistic you know but something else with that in that specific class, like my friend um, wasn't there that day because I guess she was sick. And so we were doing something and like I needed to borrow somebody's social studies book because I didn't have mine in class. I guess it was at my house, you know, I asked every girl in the class if I could borrow their book and every single girl in the class said no. And I didn't ask any. I don't think I asked any of the boys because I was just kind of scared to talk to guys, you know. But anyways, um, they all said no, it was so freaking embarrassing. Meanwhile, I had these markers that everybody thought was cool, and I shared them with everybody, you know, when they would ask me. But then since that day, like, I'm petty, so I'm like, well, fuck you guys, I'm not sharing um, my markers with you anymore. F you, you know? So then, I remember thinking that, hopefully I stuck to my word, I don't really remember, you know, he's like, I'm not a mean person, but like, if people are going to be mean to me, like, why would I be nice to them, you know? So that was something that happened that was upsetting. So like, if you have experiences like that, like, I feel like it's because of just being autistic, you know, because why else would that happen? So something that makes me feel confident in my self-diagnosis is how my coworker at work called me an enigma. She was like, you're like an enigma to me. And I didn't even know what that was. I looked it up and it's basically like a mysterious person, a puzzling person, somebody that's hard to understand. I feel like that's just another word of saying autistic. And you know how they used to have it be the puzzle piece because the puzzle piece is like, oh, autistic people are like a puzzle and they're so hard to figure out, right? And so when she said that to me, it, it was kind of like confirmation that I'm autistic because like, you don't just say that to anybody, you know, but the reason she said this was because like the day before, you know, she had found out that I just tried an omelet for the first time and I'm 25 years old, you know, that's kind of something like you should have probably tried by now, you know, and it's just because of, you know, my food aversions, whatever. And I didn't really like the omelet. I might try again because I didn't like the cheese in it, so I might like it without the cheese. But anyways, then the next day, I revealed how I don't drink coffee. And, you know, some autistic people do drink coffee, so that's not like an, you're autistic automatically if you don't drink coffee. But whatever. Then that was the reason that she called me an enigma. 
But there's like obviously just other things about me that would make her to say this, but I guess that was just the last straw for her. And so when I go on dates with people, I haven't been on a date in like five months because I'm dating myself now, but I would bring up that I might be autistic on the dates and it would come up in conversation somehow, okay? And so I think it's good to say that, like, I guess maybe you don't need to say this on the first date, but like I did. And why does it really matter? You know, I remember my brother and my mom, my younger brother said that maybe I shouldn't say that right away, but it's like, well, why should I hide who I am? You know, you want to date somebody that's going to accept you because I went on this one date with this guy and then we were kind of talking how we were going to go kayaking again like for our next date and then he's kind of texting me like we're pen pals so I'm like like I can't just text you like this if you want to hang out with me you can ask me to hang out make a plan with me and I'll hang out with you again but I just I just don't want to be texting you without it being confirmed that we're gonna hang out again because otherwise you're just wasting my time basically I didn't say it like that but um then he tells me that he's looking for a long-term girlfriend but not me obviously not me so um then I was he's like I'll still go kayaking with you like whatever so then I'm like well I don't want to hang out with you if you don't want to date me so I'm not hanging out with you anymore I was just like whatever like have a nice life and then I blocked him but like this man I didn't even like him that much and so it didn't really hurt my feelings that much it was kind of just like at this point in my life I know like if things aren't meant to be it's not meant to be and it's just kind of the universe sending him away from me. Because I kind of have a problem of getting into relationships with people that I don't even like. And I, because I just kind of feel bad for saying no. So it's just better for these guys to walk away from me if I don't even like them to begin with, you know. But so my mom was saying that maybe he didn't want to date me because I said how I might be autistic. And I don't think that's the reason. I mean, I didn't ask him why. But, like, yes, I did reveal to him that I was autistic. But, like, in his message of how he didn't want to be with me, he did say, like, you just have, like, this amazing, like, energetic personality and, like, a lot of energy. And most people don't have that, like, ever, you know. And he, how he was describing me, like, I think was what he liked about me was because of, like, my autism and my ADHD, you know. Not really sure which specifically, maybe a combination of both. So, like, he kind of liked that about me, but then there were other things about me that I guess I was not girlfriend material. And it could have been, like, a lots of different things, you know? You When somebody doesn't want to be with you, you shouldn't think about, oh, no, what did I do wrong? You should just say to yourself, it wasn't meant to be, and my person is, is there's somebody else that's even better for you, you know? The universe doesn't want you to be with this person because you just waste your time with them. They want you to be with someone else. But when I was talking to this guy that's autistic... He told me that when he goes on dates with people, he says, even though he's self-diagnosed as autistic, he says to them, like, yes, I am autistic. And he says it in, in a, like, an affirmative way. And he told me it's because he doesn't want to go on a date with someone and then it becomes a debate. Like, am I autistic or am I not? And it's like, what do you think about me? Like, what's your opinion? And it's not like a fact. It's like, you know, um, it's kind of up in the air still. And I liked that he said that, and that's how I want to act from now on, which is why I kind of made these videos kind of to show myself that it is confirmed, and I don't need, it's not up in the air, and it's not up for debate. In the past, like, I was still feeling bad about myself and feeling bad that I was autistic, 
you know, so that's why I would kind of say it in a way of like, I think I might be autistic in a way like I might be just like say this person's ableist. I'm kind of saving myself to be like, well, I might be autistic, but I might also might be totally normal, you know, even though I'm still have ADHD and dyslexia anyways. But um, I kind of was saying it like that, I guess, to make myself look better and to feel better about myself in a way. But now that I'm accepting myself more and I'm being more confident in my self-diagnosis, you know, because of the fact that like, I never even went to go get tested, like I've never been denied, you know, some people get tested and they're denied, even though they actually are autistic, you know, I don't want to go and get tested and get denied from someone just because they don't know anything about women. So, um... I think now when when I start dating again or in the future, I will say it as more as a known fact, like, oh, I'm autistic, by the way, you know, and that explains my behavior. One of the things about me is because of my sensory issues, I don't like kissing people with facial hair. And so I do say that to people like I have sensory issues, like I will say that to people and that's kind of as like a known fact. And that is basically because of being autistic, but I just never, I wouldn't say like, oh, I have sensory issues because of my autism. I would just say like, oh, I have sensory issues. So I can't kiss people with a mustache. And so I'll make people, so it's like, if you want to kiss me, you have to shave and then they will do it. But I want to find somebody that already has like a shaved face and I want to be with somebody that is my ideal person you know and I don't want to have to mold somebody into what I want them to be so there's this thing called dynamic intelligence which my older brother does because of his autism you know and so my mom wanted me to do this back in high school because I was having lots of problems and like I was in uh, dbt therapy for borderline personality disorder and that's just like a diagnosis I think women get and it's just like autism in disguise you know based on like misogyny basically and so she wanted me to do the DI program because she thought that it would help me, you know? And I was like, well, I'm not doing that because I'm not autistic and that's for autistic people. Why would I do that? So I didn't do it, you know? And so she wanted me to do it other years too and I just wouldn't do it because I'm kind of being like all or nothing, you know? Like that's for autistic people and I'm not autistic. I'm not doing that. And at the time she didn't even think that I was autistic even though she was saying things like, you're acting like Jake, you know, because of the way I was thinking. But anyways, then she was still wanting me to do it. And then she's like, well, it can help people with ADHD as well. Since I was diagnosed with that, but I was still like being stuck in my ways. Like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, and obviously now, like she had brought up to me that she thinks I'm autistic, whatever, you know, I still never did it. <laughs> I kind of do it in my own way, but it's basically like you record your experiences, like say something happens and then you make a video about what happens and what you've learned. And the point of it is then you're supposed to make the video and then you you rewatch your videos and that's how you learn from your experiences because something with autistics, I think also um, ADHDers as well is like, we sometimes have a hard time learning from our mistakes. And so if a lot of the times we make the same mistakes over and over again because we're just not learning from them because we're not saving our experiences, you know? And so that's what the program is supposed to help you with. And I, in a way, I kind of do that by posting myself on social media and online. And like, I post about experiences that happen to me, you know, in short form videos, like on TikTok. And now I've been transitioning to YouTube shorts and posting on Instagram, you know? So in a way I was kind of doing that in my own way. 
and then I sometimes will rewatch them, you know, I'm not doing it like exactly how the DI program is supposed to have it. But like, that's just an example of like me not wanting to accommodate myself and using a tool that could help me because of the fact that, well, I wasn't diagnosed with autism, so I'm not going to do that, you know, and you could, you might even think, well, I'm not going to get noise canceling headphones because I don't have autism. I'm not going to wear a loops earplugs. I don't have autism. Like you don't need the professional diagnosis to do things that will help you and help yourself. So that's why I think it is good to start accommodating yourself. You know, I started using the fidget toys, um, maybe junior year of college because that's when I started struggling more so with trichotillomania sophomore year. And then I did it for like a year until I then basically confessed to my mom because I couldn't stop. I tried to stop on my own and I couldn't stop. And so I needed help. So that's why I told her about it. I didn't tell her for a year because I was ashamed of myself. And pulling out your hair, that's kind of like an autistic thing, you know? So um, that's another thing. Like when people tell me that I self-diagnose, like, should I just tell them like that I pull out my hair as a way to relax? Like that is not normal behavior, you know? Maybe they would, then they would change their mind or I don't know. They said that I'm lying. I don't really do that anymore because now I know the tools to help myself. So that's another thing. Like if you know you're autistic, you can use the tools. So when I find myself reaching for my hair, I can think that means I need to fidget have a fidget toy or that means I need to stim and I can crochet is crocheting I do as one of my stims because it's like repetitive movements you know and so otherwise like when you don't know you're autistic that's when you start to do self-destructive behaviors because you just don't know what else to do so some ways I accommodate myself is I have these two necklaces this one is from arc therapy and this is from amazon these feathers I like this one a lot. It didn't come with this pink string. I changed the strings to make them more nice and fun. And I bought these claps, clasps for it. So if you want to make your own so they match your outfit. Or you can just buy them on Amazon. And so I like the two necklaces. They help me to feel better. And it's like soothing, right? I don't really do them out in public. So at work, I will chew gum and... If when I go to the gym, I will chew gum. So when I go out in public, I chew gum. But like when I'm in the house, I will use the chew necklaces. And so I was using the chew necklaces. Then I started chewing the gum at work and stuff. So then I kind of stopped using the chew necklaces. And then once I started using the chew necklaces again, it's just much better. And it's way better than chewing gum. And it's a more, uh, it's more soothing. And it helps me to more to have to use the actual chew necklaces than to chew the gum. So that's something that I would look into. Not all chew necklaces are good and I don't like all of them. Some of them are too hard and some of them are too big. So that's why I like the feathers because they're thin. And I like this one um, because it's like thin also. Some of the other ones with this brand are bigger and thicker. So I don't like them when they're too thick, but you might like them. So try experimenting. Basically, I'm trying to say like, don't try one and think, and if you say you don't like it, that means it's not for you because you might like it if you get a different brand or you get a different thickness, you know, of it. So just see which ones you like the best. I'm also a messy eater, you know, because of my autism, I guess also ADHD. I'm just more messy. A way I accommodate myself when I'm eating at my house, I eat with a bib. I have a bib. Uh, I got it on Amazon too. I'll put it in the description. And I really like using the bibs just because... 
Otherwise, you know, you get the food on your shirt and then you you stain your clothes. It just doesn't make sense to be staining all of your clothes when you could just use a bib to accommodate yourself. My younger brother made fun of me for this and so did my dad and they say like things like, oh my God, you really need to use that shit. You know, I feel like, like technically if I were to try very hard and I were to be conscious and really pay attention to what I am doing, I guess I don't need to use it, you know? But why do I need, why do I want to try so hard to eat and try to be so conscious of my behavior? It's just easier to use the bib and I can just eat and I can just relax, you know? So if you're a messy eater, just look into getting a bib and don't let people make fun of you for it. You know, I don't use the bib out in public. So a lot of these things I'm saying, like I don't do them in public, but like you should be able to unmask in the comfort of your own home. And when I was at the beach for the summer, I did not use the bib when I was living with these random girls because I didn't know them. But when I moved to California and I, I'm probably going to get a roommate just so it's cheaper and I'm able to afford it. You know, I want to be able to unmask with my roommate and I want to be open with my roommate and say that I'm autistic. I was not open with my housemates over the summer and I think I should have been because I think that they probably thought that I was rude and thought negative things about me because of this. Not all of them. I made a, I made a different video about accepting that not everybody's going to like you. But I felt like um, like two of the girls liked me and I was, could get along with them. And then the, some of the other girls didn't really like me that much. Probably because of my autism. And so, you know, at that time I wasn't really firm in my belief that yes, I am autistic. It was still kind of like, am I or am I not? And you know, I think I'm really getting more firm in my belief that I am autistic. That's why I made these videos, you know. So um, when I do move... I want to be open with my roommate and be honest with her and say that I'm autistic and be able to accommodate myself. And then I will be, be able to use the bib in front of her and not feel bad about it, you know? So when you know you're autistic, you can start to accommodate yourself and not feel bad because of it. And you can not do certain things that other people do because it's a, your way of accommodating yourself. For example, with being a content creator, like having good lighting is very important and I do agree with that. But because of my sensory issues, like, it does really bother me to have the bright lights on my face. And it gets me really stressed out. So in the past, I would make videos that I don't have, like, a ring light, but I have this lamp in my room. And I would position the lamp to be in my face. So it would be kind of like lighting of, like, a ring light, but it's like a lamp. And it was to help the lighting that was in my room. And so I would do that, but then it would just make my eyes hurt really bad. And then I was just getting stressed out and all that stuff. So what I'm doing now is just try to get good natural lighting. So I'll make my videos outside where I could be in the sun, you know, and I'm in the car right now, but then I can add the filter and edit the brightness and stuff and doing these videos when it's the daytime. And so that's a way that I accommodate myself. And I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about the Alex Earl light. And it's like this light that you put on your phone and it makes um, the lighting like much better. You know, part of me wants to get that, but then at the same time, I know that, like, I'm not going to actually want to use it. You know, like, I don't want to say I never use it because I made a video the other day where I used the lamp. You know, like, occasionally I can do it, but it's just not something that I want to do with every video because it's just really stressful to me. And 
hopefully it is okay with my followers that I didn't do that. You know, so it's just things like that. Like, just because everybody is doing something doesn't mean you need to do it if it's uncomfortable for you. And, like, with necklaces, I like the choker necklaces. I think they look better. Like, oh, my God, this is so cute. But it's just, like, so tight. So that's why I made this necklace myself. So I've been making my own necklaces so I can make them how long I want them and that's why I have it like this and I really like the seed beads that they're very small beads because they they feel lighter and so it's less sensory overload than some of the other necklaces that I have or that I made are like heavier so just think about like little ways like that that you could accommodate yourself because like if you try to wear a choker and you can't it's you might think oh no I can't wear necklaces it's not that you can't wear necklaces, but you might just need to wear a specific kind of necklace. You know, have it be smaller beads, have it be longer and not as heavy, and maybe then you can do it. Even with earrings, like I like these earrings, uh, my star earrings, they're fine to wear. Some earrings are really heavy, and I can't wear them because they're too heavy, you know. But that doesn't mean I can't wear earrings, it just means that I need to wear a specific type of earrings, and then it will be okay. Thank you so much for listening. Your autism self-diagnosis is valid and it is safe for you to start accepting yourself, accepting your autism, and to start accommodating yourself. Do your best to show more compassion for yourself and forgive yourselves for all the times in the past where you were hard on yourself because you were treating yourself like an holistic, holding yourself to neurotypical standards, even though you've been autistic this whole time, you know, and just do your best moving forward. Please let me know if you relate to any of these experiences and comment and let me know if you have any other video suggestions and things you want to hear me making and like and comment if this video was helpful for you and I'll see you in my next video. Thank you. Bye.